0: Thank <laughs> you.
1: This talk has been recorded at the Vanamali Gita Ashram, Rishikesh, North India, situated on the banks of the Holy River, Ganga, at the foothills of the Himalayas. This is the 16th talk in the series and is on the 15th chapter of the Srimad Bhagavat Gita. It is entitled Purushottama Yoga, or the yoga of the Supreme Spirit.
0: Om
1: Krishnaaya Namaha Om Shri
0: Panchata Sho Daya,
1: Sri Bhagavany Wach, Udwamula Madashatam Swatambrauyan, Shandamsi Yasya Parnani Yastam Veda Savida,
0: Ada
1: Sudwam Pra Sri Guna Prada Visaya Pravala. Adasca Mulyananu Santatani Karmanu Bandini Manusha Loke Narupa Masyehatatopalabhate Nanto Nacadirna Chasamhratishtha Aśvatta Yes, Mingadana Ivatan Ibuya. Sameva Chadyam Purusham Prabhadi Yadapravitit Prasada Purani. Nirmana Mohajita Sankadosha Adyatmanikya Vinivetakama. When Devi Mukta Subadukta Sampne, Gachandya Mudha Padamam natad bhasayate suryona chashanguna pavagaha yatvatvananivartante tattam paramam mama mamevam yo jeeva lokhe jeevabhutass anatana mana chashkani indriyani karshati Shari ram yadavak no de yad chakyutramadi shvaraha. Vridhi vai dani vayur gandhani vachayad. Shotram chakshut pashanam jadatanam rana ne vacha. Adishkayam adishkayam vishayanam Utkraman tamsitam vapi gudjanam vagunam vitam vimudhananu pasyantik pasyantik jnana chakshushaha yathanto yoginas jainam pasyantyatmanya yatanto yathanto kya kratmanu jainam yadā ditya gadante jyo jagatvāsayate kilaṁ yachandra masya chāgnau tappe yo vidyimamakam gāmāviṣyacha bhūtāni bhūtvāra Aham Vaishwāna-rohū svāprānināṁ dehaṁ māśritah Rāṇāpāna-samāyukvā prajāmanyam Sarvasya-caḥam vidi-sannivishto Matta-śmadip-jñānama-bohanam ca Vedasya-sarvaira-hameva-vedhyo vedanta grt दवाव में पुदशलो केचसचाक्षर एवज शरत सर्वाणी भूतानी भूत्रस्तोक्षर उच्चथे उत्तमात पुदशस्वन्य बयमात्ने युधा प्रृदह योलो कत्रयमा विष्याविभत्यवद्याय ईश्रह यसमा चरमदी को Ados vilokhe vedecha purishottamaha yomame vaham janati purishottamam
0: sattarva vidvagadimam sarvabhavena bharata
1: vidhigbhujyatamam chastram nidhamuktam mayanaka e tat buddhva buddhimantya svitakrityascha bharata Hari Om Tat Shri Iti Srimad Gita Su Upanishad Dhamma Vidyayam Yoga Shastri Shri Krishna Arjuna Samvade Purushottama Yoho Nama Panjada Shodhyaya Shri
0: Vatsangam Mahoreskam Vanamala Virajidam Chakra Dharam Devam Krishnam
2: Vande Jagadguram To Lord Krishna, who is adorned with the mark the Shrivatsa, wearing the garland of wild flowers, Vanamala. And wielding the conch and discus, to him who is the sole preceptor of the universe, I offer my obeisance. In the fifteenth chapter, all the basic ideas of the Bhagavad Gita find their fulfillment. It is so important that the Lord Himself calls it a Shastra. Or science. The function of the Vedas is to awaken man to an awareness of the Supreme Reality, and because this has been done in this chapter, it is also known as Vedasara or the essence of the Vedas. The doctrine of the Gita through the flexibility. Of its various metaphysical ideas converges on the one central theme which is the idea of the triple consciousness three yet one which is present in the whole scale of existence constantly changing nature. Of innumerable appearances it is the moving power of life the womb of birth and action it is itself time space and causation it encompasses the multitude of individuals gods men creatures and things forces qualities and quantities in fact it encompasses all of existence but what we see before us is not this eternal and conscious shakti but a nature which in the blindness of her operations seems to be ignorant of the spirit within her action her work Is a confused ignorant play of her three modes of sattva, rajas and tamas. Hidden in her bosom yet manifest in her appearances is the spirit, the kshara, the motive power within her action. But so long as we live in the lower nature bound by her three gunas We can never know this reality, for the spirit is hidden by the Maya of his own self-creating yoga. The evolving mind of man soon becomes aware of another spirit, which is none of these things but is a spirit and spirit alone, eternal and immutable, inactive in her action, immobile in her mobility, is the self of all, unmoved and as if indifferent, as if all these things were not a result of his powers, but a drama developed before its indifferent gaze. This spirit is timeless, though we see it in time unextended, though we see it as pervading space. In proportion to our withdrawal from the outward mutable working of the kshara, we become more and more aware of that spirit or the akshara. The kshara purusha, visible to us is all natural existence and totality of existences and moves and acts in the immobility and eternity of the akshara these two then are the spirits we see in the world one emerging in front as action and creation and the other remaining behind as the background from which this action emanates and into which it must disappear, as the mighty restless waves sinking into the bosom of the silent, unchanging ocean. The difficulty which puzzles us is the irreconcilable nature of these two opposites, the kshara motivates action the akshara stands aloof it seems easier to accept the duality of the purusha and prakriti spirit and nature as in the philosophy of the sankhya but Advaita postulates a unity which is based on the highest Spiritual experience of a oneness of spirit and an identity of all consciousness. The Gita accepts this but does not accept the Advaitic idea of Maya being a complete illusion. The Gita's message up to this chapter speaks of Maya as a bewildering partial consciousness which is difficult to overcome but can be overcome by the grace of the supreme being who is above his maya maya medam if the jagat or world is mitya or non-existent as the advaitins declare then the gita's stress on action would be meaningless but the gita affirms that the world does not disappear with the dawn of realization but it only changes its quality seen from the angle of the spiritualized vision we find that the world is glorified into Vasudeva Sarvamiti. The whole is Vasudeva, or Supreme Spirit. The Kshara is nothing but the Akshara. The world for the Gita is real. It is not merely the creation of the Lord, but the Lord Himself. Vasudeva Sarvam, everything is vasudeva or the supreme spirit thus even in this life we can be conscious of the power of the immutable spirit even while acting with force in the world as an instrument of the cosmic purpose it is only by putting on a likeness of the divine nature that a unity of this double experience becomes possible. Mama sadharmya Magada, becoming one with my nature, says the Lord in many of the chapters. But what is the principle of this oneness? It is the supreme purushottama, the Uttama Purusha supreme person in the language of the Gita. the two realities of the Kshara Purusha and the Akshara Purusha are transcended and comprehended and absorbed in the Purushottama there is finally only one Purusha whose heads are whole heads whose eyes are are all eyes, and whose ears are all ears. All thoughts are his thoughts, all deeds are his deeds. No one can think or exist except he. As the Veda proclaims, whatever was, whatever is, and whatever shall be. Whatever can be anywhere, under any circumstances, is that Purusha alone. Into it, all other Purushas melt as ice blocks into the ocean. And there is neither the individual nor the world of matter, neither the subject nor the object there is the one indivisible oceanic experience of all comprehensive existence vasudeva sarvamidhi samahatma one who knows this is the mahatma the great soul the liberated one it is only by knowing him The purishottama in all his aspects as kshara and akshara as well as uttama that the soul is released from the threefold strings of nature for it must be realized that the truth of the kshara is also the truth of the purishottama This truth has been alluded to in all the previous chapters But only now is the distinction stated by name The infinite has eternal power From which the miracle of an individual personality emerges from a play of apparently impersonal forces the mystery of the supreme person can be known only through love and devotion the spiritual person the purusha the eternal soul in us offers itself and all it has to the eternal divine supreme of whom it is a likeness knowledge finds its completeness in this self-giving this uplifting of our personal nature to the master of our personality the sacrifice of action also thus attains a perfect consummation this is the most important idea of this chapter so we have taken it first but the actual chapter begins with a beautiful description of the cosmic tree which has its roots in the sky and branches down below in the earth this is a tree of existence which has no beginning and no end its real form is incomprehensible the human mind its principle is the urge to action which proceeds without beginning and without end from the original soul of all existences its original status is above time but its branches and aerial roots extend both above and below they thrust their clinging roots of attachment and desire into the world of men the vedic hymns are the leaves of this tree and he who knows this tree is the knower of the veda the picture of the Ashwata or people tree is an image which comes from the Vedas. The upside-down nature of the tree implies that the tree of existence has its roots in the divine. The only way to cut down this beginningless and endless tree of birth and action is to take up the sword of detachment, And unflinchingly cut it down. Infinite is this universe and it emanates from the infinite Brahman. Infinite are the varieties it manifests before us and mysterious the way it expresses itself. The whole of existence is a mystery which cannot be comprehended by any one individual. The Lord tells us that though the whole picture of this tree may not be seen by us, yet the only way of getting rid of it is to cut it with the axe of detachment. The tree grows and is fed through attachment and withers away detachment. Our world comes into existence through the strength and avidity of our desires and when those desires dry up our world also comes to an end even as the cloth ceases to exist when the threads are pulled apart. Our separate worlds Making up the universe is not ultimately made up of substances, but of desires. The war and woof of this universe are the desires of the individuals that constitute it. So to cut at the root of the universe would mean to cut at our own roots, to fell the tree of our own ego. We tie ourselves up like silkworms into the cocoons of our own desires, which wind themselves round the centres of our ego. Without viveka or discrimination, vairagya or detachment would not be possible. One cannot detach oneself from anything unless there is an understanding of the relationship existing between that thing and us. The highest form of detachment comes from knowledge, knowledge of the oneness of reality that exists equally between subject and object. The detachment of the Gita flowers from the recognition of the omnipresence of the Supreme Person, the Purushottama, which at once deals a death blow to all desires, just as when we wake up from the dream, the desires of the dream world fall away by themselves so also the problems of life melt away in the presence of God who is the reality of all existence. There is an automatic rising of the soul to an awareness where desires lose their significance altogether. Supreme is that abode where the sun shines not nor the moon, nor the stars, nor anything that we can think of as light here in this world. The divine effulgence overshadows the brightest of lights that we can imagine in this world. This is his supra-cosmic state. But if that is his only state, why the necessity for action? as enjoined in the Gita, and more than that why the necessity for this terrible action of slaughter on the field of Kurukshetra? Would it not be better to withdraw from the field of action altogether? The reason is that this spirit is Kshara. As well as Akshara and Purishottama It is an eternal portion of me that becomes the Jiva in the world of Jivas, says the Lord. This means that each soul in its spiritual reality is the very divine itself, however partial its actual manifestation may seem to appear in the physical world. We call it the jiva because it appears here as a separate living creature in a world of living creatures and we think of it in terms of its humanity only, but in truth it is much greater than its appearance and is not bound by its humanity. It was a le- lesser manifestation than the human in its previous births, and can become a greater manifestation than the human in its future births. This eternal individual is in no way separate from the Purushottaman. It is the Lord himself who by virtue of the eternal multiplicity of his oneness, exists forever in the mortal world as the immortal soul within us and takes up this body and casts it away as and when it is necessary. He brings with him and cultivates for the enjoyment of the world and senses Mind and intellect, and when he leaves the body, he takes them away as the wind takes away odors. The five senses in every creature are the subjective powers used by him, the Lord, for his own enjoyment, but the ignorant. Who are completely overpowered by the outward aspects of nature fail to see Him, the Lord, residing within, the sole enjoyer, the sole actor, the sole being. Enveloped in the Maya of the three gunas, they do not see Him as going. Or coming or residing in this body only the man of wisdom can discern this man to know the truth of himself and thus of him the Purushottama has to be reformed in the spiritual mold enlightened in the spiritual vision In the light of the sun, which illumines the whole world, the enlightened ones see the light of the Godhead, which resides within themselves. The light of the moon, the light in the fire, and in every other blaze we can think of, is only a spark of Him, the Divine. It is he who has entered into this form of the universe and sustains it by his might, all these multitudinous beings. It is he who, in the form of soma or sap, nourishes all the plant life, which in turn nourishes the animal life. It is he. Who is the Vaishwanara fire or flame of digestion, which sustains and digests the fourfold food and turns it into the vital forces of our bodies and all the other countless bodies? Aham Vaishwanaro Bhutva Praninam Deham apana Pranapanasamayutta. Thus, physically, he is in everything. Spiritually, he is everything. As the sun, the, the giver of life, he enters into the plants and gives them life and turns them into the animals and sustains them with the fire of life. Without Him, no thing can exist. We eat food and think that that is all that is necessary to keep the body healthy. All animals do this. They have to make the effort to procure and to eat the food which is provided for them by the Lord. They are quite unconscious of the act of digestion and assimilation without which the food they eat would be a complete waste. This process of digestion and assimilation is carried on by the unknown universal power, the Vaishwamara fire, says the Lord. Now what about the mental picture? He dwells in the heart of every living creature. From him come all knowledge, memory, and discrimination. He is the knower of the Veda, as well as the maker of the Vedanta. The Vedanta comprises the end of the Vedas, or the final consummation of knowledge, which is of the Supreme Person as given in the Upanishads. He is thus the spirit inside inert matter, the spirit of life as well as the spirit in the mind and intellect. Not only that, He is also the spirit which is beyond the mind and by which the mind itself is sustained. He states that apparently there seems to be two purushas or persons in the world. One the spirit of all mutable existences, the kshara, and the other The spirit which is immutable, the Akshara. It is by the force of the Divine in them that the mind and heart of man are drawn in two opposite directions by these two purushas one powerful pull towards the external world of constantly changing phenomenon and the other the opposite pull in the direction of the motionless infinite absolute but the divine is neither wholly shara or wholly akshara as we have already discussed at the beginning of the chapter he is the purushottama the highest person the supreme personality who is greater than the immutable self as well as greater than the soul of all mutable things in the 13th chapter he has referred to to these two persons as Kshetra and Kshetratnya, the field and the knower of the field. It is only in the 15th chapter that he reveals himself in his essence to be other than these two. If he is capable of being both at once, he has to be other than they the Purushottama, is above all yet extends himself into the world of experience as all things as all thoughts as the veda as self-knowledge and as cosmic experience only he who knows him thus as the Purushottama can be said to have knowledge. This knowledge is different from that which the world claims to be knowledge. We identify knowledge with the learning of sciences and arts, music and literature. We catch the husk and call ourselves erudite persons even the formal knowledge of the things of the world is not reliable knowledge we know only the name and the form and the bundle of relationships which the object is composed of but even this is fallible and conditioned by our mind and intellect thus All human knowledge is much ado about nothing we grope in the darkness imagining we know all actual knowledge should be knowledge of being as such it is the entry of our true nature with the being of all things this is the union of the seer and the scene by which both merge into the other. This is true knowledge, according to the Lord. And what does such a knower do? O Arjuna, the man of wisdom who knows me in reality as the supreme person, that knower of everything, worships me in all ways. This true man of knowledge who sees the divine in all things and knows himself to be the eternal divine worships him, the supreme person for all times, with all things in all ways how beautiful this is there is no thought the world has produced as poetic as this the akshara purusha the immortal unchanging soul embodied in me in the mantle of my present body making use of the kshara purusha the changing universe with its myriad forms and faces in order to offer worship to the Purushottama the supreme person in all ways in countless ways and in all things every day when I wake up three things appear he the immortal person the master He, the immortal self, the servant, and he, the mutable, yet eternal self, which is the rest of creation. The eternal devotee, the eternal Lord to be served, and the rest of creation, which is the means of service. Everything I see or hear or touch or smell or taste or feel or know is offered to him. Kaya nevaja, mana sendri ayeva, buddhialpana vah, tragede sabha vah, karomeyad sagalam parasme, naraayanayadi samarpayami. Myriad are the things he offers me, so that I, in turn, can offer them back to him in countless acts of self-giving which knows no limits and no boredom. Because of its very mutability, creation provides us with ever-novel things with which to worship Him, our Lord. Yesterday's flowers are not today's. Every day there is something new and precious to offer our Beloved now in this life, now in that, now in this body, now in that. It matters not how or where the Akshara Purusha, embodied in the Kshara, keeps on worshipping the Purushottama by all and every means. For having gained this knowledge, there is nothing left him to do, physically through his actions, mentally through his thoughts, and emotionally through his love. Age after age, birth after birth, he goes on worshipping him. He brings the triple strand of divine love, divine knowledge, and divine worth into every action. Karma Yoga, jnana Yoga, and Bhakti Yoga all become one since creature, creator, and creation have become one. To know Him is to love Him. To love Him is to serve Him. And to serve Him is to adore him more and more and more. Knowledge of the Supreme Purushottama brings in its wake an outpouring of our entire heart's love and this in turn leads to an outpouring of service for him. The outer form of love is service. This is the Gita's way to salvation. This is the Advaita of the Gita. This is the highest and most secret science of all, says the Lord. The supreme teaching which leads us to the heart of the highest mystery of all existences no knowledge can bring the complete fulfillment of life which this knowledge can however erudite a man may be however much he knows of the external mysteries of nature yet there is a thirst in him which can never be satisfied this thirst can only be quenched by drinking of the waters of immortality, which is the 15th chapter of the Gita. Only he is divinely fulfilled in body, mind and spirit, and only he can be called Krita-Kritya or totally fulfilled. that Buddha Buddhi krida krittasya bharata thereby he has accomplished all that is to be accomplished by him hari om tad sadh om asadhoma sadhgamaya jyotirgamaya Mrityormamritam
0: Gamaya Om Shanti Shanti
2: Shanti From the unreal, lead me to the real, from darkness to light, and from death to immortality om oh, peace peace peace